Hello and thank you for visiting the IT Division blog. I am Aria. And I am Jenny. Greetings from the Technology Innovation Office at Texas State University. This week Ryan is joining us to continue our conversations on low-code and power apps. Hi Aria. Hi Jenny. Good to be here. Let's hop on the low-code bus and continue our journey. The bus we are on started the road trip with creating fully baked apps from templates, which is what we did in the last episode. At our next stop, we will be creating an app with a wizard and on to dissecting the app to understand how different actions are performed in low-code. The next stop on our low-code road trip will be to create enhancements to the app. Then we will end our road trip and build the app from the ground up. There are two things I would like to bring to your attention before we begin to build an app with a wizard. First, as you hop on the bus and join us on the low-code journey do it with an open mind. I know that the examples we use here are not going to be applicable to everyone. But the tools we use should inspire you to solve other concerns applicable to you and your team. Second, data is the DNA that makes these apps useful and powerful. Every power app has a data component behind it, even though sometimes it is not obvious. For example, in the out-of-office app we created and enhanced in the last two episodes, we used calendar and people information data to block our schedule, create responses, and to invite people. The Power App was connected to those data sources, through secure authentication mechanisms, to pull information in and to write back to calendars. Bottom line, when you think about creating an app in Power Apps and elsewhere, think about the data you need, and the data you will create. So let's get down to business, hop on the low-code bus, and ride to our next stop. We'll build an app to enter items into an inventory list. I'm sure you can think of a different purpose, but stick with us, because on one of our next episodes we will see why we are concentrating on the inventory example. Keep in mind, the superpowers you acquire while on our low-code bus trip can make you a Microsoft 365 champion and a hero in your department if you don't keep this knowledge to yourself. Why would anyone build an inventory or asset tracking app? Well, we all know it is important to track items to keep a system of accountability. This often involves creating records of who has what and where items are located. This is a good example of what a database can do. With Power Apps I do not need to buy expensive equipment to carry out this task. We have envisioned an inventory app that can be used on a cell phone for two reasons. On one hand, from an organizational perspective, I do not need to buy expensive equipment to carry out this task. I can leverage a device everyone carries in their pocket. Additionally, I can create my own software, configure it, and update it just the way I want. Now, if I can build one without having to write a line of code, that is better. On the other hand, as an individual who is entrusted with equipment such as computers, printers, and more, I can keep a personal record of what has been assigned to me and what has left my office because I have returned it. You may also want an asset tracking or inventory app to catalog your collection of action figures or your valuable DVD collection. As I explained above, we need a database to build this app. Fortunately, we do not need something like Microsoft Access or an MSSQL database. This project can easily be done with Excel 365 and OneDrive for business. The video in the companion blog entry to this episode will guide you through the setup process. You will not get an example file this time around, because part of the lesson involves how to build a table in Excel. 
Here are a couple of hero notes for you 365 champions. First, Power Apps use data from Excel only when the data are in a table format. Your Excel workbook may contain many sheets, but they will remain invisible to Power Apps if they are not formatted as tables. Second, you can store more than one table in an Excel workbook. We will use this in later episodes. Here, again, we do have to tell you that this audio episode is just an overview of the companion blog post. The blog post is quite detailed in instructions, so we encourage you to visit the Division of Information Technology blog at Texas State University to get the full rundown. So, here are the highlights. Once you have completed the setup of your Excel table, you will be ready to build your app using a wizard. The wizard will look at your table and automatically create your app using the fields and data if it is present to structure the app. The app will contain different text based on the content of the Excel table. All apps created as described here will have this in common. You will access the wizard for this build at make.powerapps.com. There you will launch the wizard and point it to the Excel file and table you created in this lesson. You will see the app is made up of three screens. The Browse screen contains a Browse Gallery. The Browse Gallery is where you will see a collection of data cards. Each of the cards will represent one of your records with up to three fields from your database. You will see a header section with icons to refresh your data, sort data, and add new records. It will also have a search box to help you find specific records or entries. The Detail screen shows all the data associated with a given entry or record. And then there is the edit screen is used to enter new records or to edit existing records. The video associated with the blog post will show you how easy it is to build an app from an Excel table and will highlight some minor changes to it. Let's summarize what you have learned. You started by creating a data source using an Excel file containing a table. You did some formatting of the table and then placed it in OneDrive for business. From there, you pointed the Power App service to the OneDrive storage location for your data, and the system wizard created a functional app within minutes. You also learned some simple customizations to go with it. All this work was done without a single line of code. Work that would have taken hours upon hours of work is now accomplished with a few mouse clicks and keystrokes. What this means is that individuals and teams within the organization can become citizen developers and advance their work in meaningful ways. In other words, this has the potential to be a game changer for so many. It is an exciting journey down the low-code road and I enjoying sharing it with you. By the way, we must tell you that Jenny's, Ryan's and my work are made possible by Dr. Carlos Ballon Cook Solis, the Associate Vice President for the Technology Innovation Office at Texas State University. He writes our scripts and provides the content for the low-code blog posts. The journey to empowerment is exciting, and we hope your horizons are being broadened. This is a really exciting and amazing set of tools. I just love all these things we build in the garage. Stay tuned for our next episode when we will look at how some of the pieces of the app you just created actually work. In the meantime, keep it low code. For Jenny and Ryan at the Technology Innovation Office at Texas State University, this has been Aria. Bringing you today's news from our innovation garage. For more information, visit us at www.to.txstate.edu Until next time, Bobcats!